You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning. Uh, welcome to America's Web Radio, and uh, this is the Agent in Charge Hour, where today we've got uh, three of the biggest and most polite know-it-alls in the world here today. We have Maggie Oswald. Hi, Maggie. Hello, there, Sandy. <laughs> and we have nice. David. That's, we have. That's oh, yeah, nicer sorry. than what you usually call me, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Dave Moxley, of course. You know. So uh, a lot of big things going on. We're just this is today's uh, program. Uh, we're calling this "Where Do We Go From Here?" And because uh, there's lots of things happening, everybody knows that uh, this whole election, this uh, this uh, cycle, uh, 2020, has just been. It, it's, people are more stressed out now than I've ever seen in America. No matter which side of this argument you're on. And uh, a lot of things happening and things I can't believe. And, and that uh, I think maybe a lot of this was going on for years. It just, we didn't really bring, you know, we didn't, we didn't really come to light until this election of all this, this voter fraud that's going on. And uh, and also the corruption of the media, the way they present things and don't present uh, issues that are going on in the world. So, you know, I started out today's program. And uh, I try to start out every program with a quote from one of my favorite uh Politicians, and I don't really consider him much of a politician, but that's Thomas Jefferson. He just he seemed to have an insight on the, in the future of our country that was unbelievable back in the the seven, late seventeen hundreds. And uh, well, his quote today I'm going to start with is: "There is no justification for taking away individual freedom in the guise of public safety." And we see that so much with this uh, this virus issue that's going on. Uh, I'm not saying that the virus is is not really there. I've actually been in hospitals recently and. I've seen people in uh, the uh, the breathing apparatuses, uh, you know, and and uh, they, and according to a doctor friend of mine up in Lubbock, Texas, right now, they said that there's just like no reason to put people in the hospitals, you know. And El Paso, I believe, is having one of the same issues and all. So, but anyway, so what we're going to talk about besides the virus and, and kind of you know how this thing has been used and abused and. Uh, First, we're going to start talking about this this election fraud. So, what do you think about it, Maggie? After watching this last night, do you, I, I want to see if you have. To, I want to see if you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking. So, you take the floor and tell me what you think about it. Well, you know, I mean, the the reports and things that I saw is, uh oh, we're having voting machine issues again. So, uh, especially in Georgia, that's the the, the one I followed uh, most closely, but. Um, you know, I mean, what is it? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Right, if right, they, yeah. It's, go ahead. You know, if if they had problems with these machines in, um, you know, in the in the in the general election in November, why are we using the same machines again in the runoff? Right, right. Um, it, that makes no sense to me. They should have gone back to paper ballots. And hand count, hand stamp, you know, even though it takes longer, at least it's, excuse me, I'm going to kill this phone in here. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um, uh, you know, why are we, you know, oh, I just, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm almost speechless at the stupidity, be, unless, you know, that was what they want, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 Get the get you know to uh, get the 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 results they wanted, which was uh, that um, 
you know, Biden's going to be president and Trump's out. So, and right. I'm sorry. Not only that. Just, just, yeah, not only ahead. that. I mean, the, the, the control of the U.S. Senate now, which is, yeah. you know, if, if you know anything about American government at all, that's huge. And uh, yeah. so, you know, and I, I watched, I didn't watch the election last night like I watched the presidential election, but we saw the exact same thing. And Dave and I were talking last night. We were on the phone as it was going on. And, and he called me and, that, and I asked him, I said, I'm afraid to look, you know, what's going on. He said, he said, man, he said, our, the Republicans are losing about huge. Well, so we spoke yeah. for a while. And then, then I turned on the, I turned on the TV around, I guess it was around 1030. And all of a sudden, most Republicans were ahead by like two and three percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed up a little while longer and I was watching the movie and came back and looked about an hour later and all of a sudden, you know, the same thing. They, uh, the, they they stopped counting, but the votes kept coming in. Same thing we saw. The count stopped. Yeah. The votes kept coming in, though. And then all of a sudden, everything flipped. And just enough, I mean, just razor thin, just so people wouldn't raise hell, you know, mm-hmm. or hopefully, you know, they wouldn't raise hell about this. But we're seeing the exact same thing that happened on the presidential election. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and this is what I... I know there's there's two sides to this argument, and uh, there are those who argue there is no voter fraud, but it's not hard to prove, especially nowadays. And and uh, but the problem is, you know, the evidence is not getting out to the, uh, the the American public the way it should if the media was actually doing its job. And, oh, exactly. Uh, so, and even, and that's even what Fox got... News. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Well, everybody got to understand. We had three people here in one conversation, but we're all different locations. So through the through the, uh, the, the the modern miracle of podcasting, we can all on our earbuds talk to each other. So that's why if we, we, we sometimes we kind of walk over each other, we're not being we're not potentially being rude. It's just a lot of times you know it's, it's difficult when you're out looking at the person you're talking to, uh, knowing when to speak up and not to speak up. So anyway, so bear with us on this. We have a lot of stuff to cover, but anyway, yeah. So. You know, so me as an agent, as a retired agent, and you as a, as a retired analyst, you know, we have, between us, we probably got 60 or 70 years of law enforcement experience. And yeah, uh, about so that. we've seen a lot of stuff. And uh, and just, you know, our favorite saying in law enforcement was that it looks like a duck and walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck. And mm-hmm. so what amazes me, though, is the brazenness of this left side of the Democrat Party at the links they'll go to to uh, gain power. I mean, this is uh, the people don't understand. This is a power play. Just like if, if if we let stand what's going on right now, we're just like China. We're a one party country, and your your, mm-hmm. your civil liberties and your rights and, and uh, your freedom is going to be gone unless you're well, willing to stand up and do something about it. So <clears throat> it already is. I mean, the, the state news agency now tells us what they want us to hear. We don't get to hear two sides anymore. It's just what the propaganda machine puts out. And, you know, I mean, in a way, I don't have any kids. I don't have any grandkids. So, you know, basically it's like, yeah, well, you deserve what you get. But then I stop and think about my little great nieces and nephews, and they're going to have to grow up in a world that they're going to be told, you know, what you can buy, when you can buy it, where you can go, how long you can stay there, what you have to wear. Uh, and that saddens me because I grew up playing, you know, street football till the lights came on and then we went home at, you know, at dark. So, um, and, and if people don't wise up, 
Um, you know, when was the last time you heard about what's going on in Venezuela? You know, right. the, the Social Democrats took over. Oh, it was going to be this wonderful paradise for everyone. And their people are starving in the streets. They're being shot because they're protesting. There's no gasoline. They have to line up for water. They have to line up for bread. I mean, that's everybody. That's not just right. the poor people. That's the entire, well, except for the, you know, Maduro's uh, cohorts. The and yeah. yeah, the elite class, which they did the same thing down in Chile. You know, when when uh, Salvador Allende was elected, he he, he would go out and, preach, oh, I'm just poor, one of you, and they wore raggedy clothes and everything, and and uh, and, and when he was deposed, they found warehouses full of designer clothes and French perfume and champagne and, you know, luxury food items and stuff, while the basic, you know, the, the, the basic low low and middle class were starving to death, you know? Right. And that's socialism, and people don't realize the slippery slope they're on, and if they don't wise up, but how can they? Because everything that they see or hear on TV has already been censored, and they can't hear it. They can't see it. Same thing you happened know? here. Exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's so, happening like here. When we, uh, you know, there are actually countries that are doing a lot better job at democracy than we are nowadays. And especially in your South American countries that are developing, and you know, mm-hmm. I guess they they they've learned from all the dictators they've had and, and the, the different uh, you know the tyrannical governments they have that you know that's not what they want. And and, and I in this to this day, and I know we're kind of beating the same drum again here, but it, it does amaze me how little is known by the youth of this America. And I say when I talk about youth, I talk about anybody under the age of forty, how little they know about history, world history. Oh yeah. And yeah. So it's just when if, if you don't understand that you know the Russian Joseph Stalin, they we don't really have the actual number because there was a lot of secrecy in the old Soviet Union. But it's estimated that he killed up to twenty million of his own people. And mm-hmm. uh, so you know, and, and there I, I, I guarantee you, given enough time, the government that they're developing in this country right now that they're trying that the left is trying to build this country. They're very capable of doing the same thing, and I guarantee you, they already have plans on how to do that. And so, oh don't... yeah, you see it. Yeah, you see it all the time that they're they're you know what's their name Alexandria whatever the hell AOC. You know, she's like, oh, we need to have a hit list. A hit list. Right, Come right. on, you know. I mean, what? Where is your brain? Because someone disagrees with you, you put them on a hit list. Come right. on, and oh my God, it just. It, you know, it, 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 it sickens me. I'm sorry, I was, we're having a rare rain here on, on the Apollo Rosa Ranch right now, so I have to go over up here to, 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 to see wild. <laughs> no, it sounds nice. Send some down our way, would you? <laughs> I think it just came from San Antonio, so yeah, we're just, I think it's all moving this way from the west. Oh, we'll send it back, send it back. So, uh, but anyway, back to our, our topic, you know, it's just, uh, just you know what I'm saying, and, and Dave, step anytime you want to, and, and give us his thoughts on this. But you know, I just don't see how we're ever going to uh, get back to where we were with free elections and a government that's of the people. Because it's just with all these uh, all these senators and congressmen that have been in there for 30, 40, 50 years. I mean, how are we gonna? I mean, it's just like it's just like the government in Russia. We've become the same thing, and the same thing as China. 
the only thing that, that that's going to potentially save us, we or not, are, are two amendments that we have to preserve, and that's freedom of speech and freedom of protection, the Second Amendment, the First and Second Amendment. And then, of yeah, course, but we don't have know. freedom of speech. We don't have it anymore, Sandy. It's gone. It's totally gone. If you say something, especially on social media, if you say something that the fact checkers disagree with, it's it's covered up. It's taken off. And and right. and God bless her heart, Candace Owens took them on, and she won because they they fact um, uh, uh, checked her opinion. Okay, you know, now think about that. They fact checked her opinion and said it wasn't true okay right all right did you did you you know do you get the irony and the importance of that and she took them on and she won but she's you know she's she's uh got a whole lot of power behind her with her you know her outspokenness and her her uh, the book that she wrote, which is outstanding, Blackout. If you haven't read it, it's available on Amazon. I get no uh, commission for promoting it, but it's just it'll open your <laughs> I'll eyes. I'm looking oh, for a good God, read right now, so yeah, it's wonderful. But yeah, she took them on it because because attorneys because of her name, attorneys jumped in and said, "Hell yeah, we'll fight it for you." Okay, we're going to we're going to need to take a break well, here, folks. We're we're about due for a break, so let's take one. And uh, want to remind everybody that to mark on your calendar, January the fifteenth at ten a.m., we're going to have Lee Greenwood. We'll be doing a an interview of Lee Greenwood from his home in Nashville, and uh, everybody, you should find it quite interesting. And he is quite supportive of. Warriors for Hope, and that's Warriors uh, to Citizens, and that, that's an organization that helps uh, veterans as they come back from a war rejoin the, the citizens and uh, transition back into being a citizen, and it's a, it's a big problem, a lot bigger than a lot of people know. But anyway, on January the 15th, we're going to have Lee Greenwood. He'll be uh, uh, promoting the Warriors for Hope, which is also for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital that does fantastic work at no cost for to anyone that has a, a child with cancer. So we'll be back right after this. This is uh, and Rocky Blyer will be on as well. So hang on. Oh. This is Rocky Blyer and a whole oh, right. make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. And it is going to be a, a fantastic event with uh, some signed guitars and many other things that uh, you'll be able to bid on on a virtual 
event show. It'll be great. We'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Okay, sorry right, we well, walked all over you there, uh, Dave. We we thought we were already gone to break. Um, so I, I really appreciate what you're doing for the for the veterans. Um, I, of course, I'm a the, the Vietnam war era kids I went to high school with went to Vietnam and never came back or if they did come back they came back with oh, severe physical and mental um, injuries and, and I think it's wonderful what you're doing to raise awareness and and start your prayer group and help people out that really really have been overlooked well they, right. and also they have getting- and uh you know, we, en- we enjoy working with the veterans, and uh, we're going to be starting another veteran show very shortly. Uh, that'll be a veteran. A lot of veterans, and particularly their families, don't know what's available through the VA. And uh, we're going to start making sure people do know. But anyway, thank you. Well, that's, and, uh, don't that's don't worry about walking all over me. Everybody else does, too. <laughs> just, just, just watch where you step. Okay. Yeah, yeah, really. It's it's never intentional, Dave. No, I know. Hey, it's like you you said. Like you said earlier, you got two really opinionated people here. That you know, you're going to listen to me or else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you can't see each other, and we may change all that. We may start going to the Zoom type programming. Uh, We've got the computers and we've got the monitors. It's just a matter of we got a tired owner. But, okay, but I need a I, I need a IT person to do that because I don't know how any of this works. Like I tell my my brilliant niece and nephew who are both engineers, electrical engineers. I said, and I said, well, Tia, don't you know how to do that? And I said, no, I had IT people. You know, I picked up the phone and said, do this, and they got done. So <laughs> if you can explain it word by one syllable, I can probably do it. No problem. Well, yeah. I've actually got. I recently purchased a. Uh, it's a 22 channel Zoom made by Zoom uh, mixer for my recording studio. I have a small recording studio at my house. Music's been a hobby of mine for years, and and uh, I've just gone to this because I can actually uh, record it to a memory stick and then use it in a computer to to edit everything. But it's, what's amazing is the sound quality that that this new digital equipment puts out. It's basically, and this this uh, Zoom mixer is actually made for doing podcasts. You know. It's, how it was originally designed, but the sound quality is so good that they started using recording studios. So, so Dave, if you do decide to get one, they work well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, so let's get back to what's happening in the world. So right now, it looks like uh, this is uh, the vice president is presiding over the uh, the uh, uh, electoral voter count in the Senate right now. They just got started. I've, I've got the TV up here on One American News. And I just, uh, there's nothing. They just went into, uh, just started, and, and, and I don't know, they, then they cut over to another uh, uh, interview. But anyway, so, and Maggie and I were talking about this at the break, 
And, uh, you know, this is, if you've been watching the news, you know that President Trump is really pushing uh, Vice President Pence to uh, intercede and uh, send back uh, the uh, voter electoral votes back to the states where there's been uh, you know, wide-scale fraud that can be proven. And uh, and he was saying right before the, the uh, hearing started, he said that he's not hearing good things about what Mike Pence may or may not do. So it sounds like Mike Pence may be getting cold feet. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, no, he, just, he, he has no legal w- way to do it, okay? Uh, you know, that that's the, there's no precedent set. There's, there's not a whole lot he can do. I mean, uh, uh, you know, it would be nice if he could, but there's just, um, you know, right. there's yeah. just no way. Understood. What, yeah. I, what I am hoping is, is that enough of the old school Democrats will, you know, muzzle all these new socialists and, and, and keep us going. But, you know, if they get a, if they get the bit in their teeth, then this country's going down the tubes. And, you know, like I, 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 I tried to, tell of uh, a shirt-tailed relative of mine who thinks, oh, no, you know, the wealthy should pay for everything. I said, okay, take all of Bill Gates' money away. Take it all away. What is he worth? You know, $150 billion? Take it away. Take it all away, okay? And do free education and free college education and free this and free that. And then what are you going to do next year? Right. And uh, so, but yeah, the interesting here is how all this came to be. I mean, this is part of what I wanted to talk about is this uh, this uh, COVID-19 response. And I and I still believe that the COVID uh, thing here was, this was a planned attack on this country. I have yeah, no from the Chinese. Absolutely, think, 100% correct. With the minimum amount of investigation, I, I, you're going to find with the Democrats collude with the Chinese on this. I mean, just all the evidence points that way, but just look what it did in taking power away from the people. And that's, that's and they, and that, like Davey say, you know, that uh, communism will take over, that they, the Russians and the Chinese said they would take over the world with communism without firing a shot. And that may be what's in the process right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as you, as you look at all this, uh, and, and, and I've been in these countries, and, and, and trust me, that even as I've been told time and time again, especially by people in, in the former Soviet Union and, and communist Eastern Europe, that uh, life in America is so much better. You know, it's just, you know, you can't understand what it was like unless you grew up in, in, in the Soviet Union. And where we talked about, I mean, you stand in the bread lines for hours, and, and sometimes you stand in the meat line. And I just one friend of mine, and, and I've already I said this last program, but it, it's worth repeating. Uh, he, I met him in Russia, and he grew up, he's, he grew up in Poland, and uh, he worked at the embassy in Russia. And, uh, and he, we got, he was my neighbor. We got some pretty good friends. And, and he told me lots of stories about, uh, Poland. But one of the things he told me about, he said, he said, you know, he said, my mother one time stood in line for hours. And all she came home with, and on more than one occasion, I'm sorry, uh, not with meat, but with pork fat. Just fat. No meat, just fat. You know? And so, and that's what's going to happen, you know, to any country. Just like look at Venezuela. I mean, it's the same thing. And if anybody knows the history of Venezuela, you know, at one time they were the wealthiest country in South America, and uh, yeah, the, the oil. Community. Yep, that right. was, but also the poorest. I mean, and that was the sad thing about the, uh, in Caracas. Um, 
uh, my little sister lived there for a couple of three years, and we went down to visit. But you have these uh, mega mansions, and on you know brick walls surrounding the property and everything else, and built right up next to them are these little shanties. Um, and so, sure, yeah, socialism sounded great when it walked into these people that are, you know, just barely eking uh, a living out, um, uh, you know, and, and that's how it got the foothold. And that's what's happening here is, you know, you've got a bunch of, un- well, damn it, I'm not going to be politically correct. you got a bunch of illegal aliens living here who have nothing, who want you know, and and sure, yeah, they're human beings, and they deserve a uh, they deserve a, a decent way of life. Uh, you know, have food and shelter and clothing and that kind of stuff. But when when they, when people are promised things and and you, you well, yeah, by God, I'm here, I deserve this. Then you, it, but you don't want to work for it. And I'm not saying that you know everybody here that's undocumented is lazy and on welfare or anything else, but. That seems to be um, the big draw to get people here. Like, oh, well, just get over there and they'll feed you and clothe you till you find a job. Well, uh, you know, so yeah, they're gonna they're gonna look for and vote for whatever this this wonderful nirvana where you know they don't have to do anything and and all their their needs or wishes are met. You know, right? It's just sad. But, but and it all comes down to one thing, and this is one thing that most Americans don't understand. The one thing that you and I had, we were trained in this when we were taught how to how to trap, you know, how to how to how to follow money through a money laundering mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. We learned mm-hmm. a lot about international banking and how economies work. Okay, because mm-hmm. you have to understand money to know how you what what you have to do to clean it up. Criminal money yep. to make it usable in the modern system. So you and sure. I know a lot about economics. Okay, just mm-hmm. by just by the nature of our our history, work history, but most Americans don't. That's what mm-hmm. gets me is how little yeah. they understand how our economy works. And I don't know what's the uh, what's the uh, uh, our debt up to now. National debt is how many trillion oh, dollars is up to? Oh, I don't even know anymore. It's scary. Well, you know, one funny thing. Speaking of that, uh, uh, Sandy is I remember when they were building the Alamo Dome here in San Antonio. And they right. were going to, they proposed a one-eighth cent sales tax. And everybody was all up in arms and it was only going to last for five years and that was going to, you know, pay off the Alamo Dome. Well, guess what? It paid it off in three and a half years because people didn't realize the amount of illegal money that is in the city of San Antonio from drugs, from prostitution, from gambling, money that isn't taxed by IRS. But, you know, when you go buy that, you know, $100,000 Range Rover and you pay the eight and a quarter percent of whatever the sales tax is, that adds up. Right, right. You know, and and everybody was like astounded that, oh, my God, they paid it off a year and a half early. And I keep thinking, so why do we have income tax? Why don't we just have a national sales tax that then would tax all that illegal money? You know, you buy... you buy your baby mama a, a five-carat diamond ring, well, by God, you're paying sales tax on that, even though you haven't reported it to IRS. Right. And it's just such an easier system. I mean, you know, Mexico, uh, for years, if I remember right, they, they've had a 10% uh, income tax for everybody uh, mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, ever since I can remember. I don't know if they've changed it recently or not. I haven't really studied it that much. But, 
but you know, you, when you talk of it, you say that. I mean, like you said, I mean, you go down and buy a, a, a loaf of bread for a dollar at the store in Mexico with ten cents of that going to tax, and everybody didn't. It doesn't matter what your net worth is. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. gets to contribute, and you, and you have and you have a surplus. Let me. Now, uh, what's the problem they have in Mexico? Let me butt in here right quick. Uh, one. Maggie, that's called a fair tax, and there's been a uh, campaign going on for years now trying to get the fair tax approved, a sales tax on everything and do away with the income tax. But uh, you can look that up, uh, and it actually started here in uh, Georgia. But it's uh, it's called a fair tax, and uh, we never could – you can't get – you know why you can't get a, something like that passed through Congress? Because then the IRS would lose control of you. Right. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna I was gonna throw that in. You know Okay, but I've already got a solution to that. Then you turn all those IRS agents who are trained in detecting, you know, fraudulent stuff, you turn them loose on all of the cheaters on the wealth on the uh, 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 Medicare and hospital bills where hospitals are double and triple and quadruple billing um, you know, the insurance companies and, and Medicare and, um, you know, making hundreds of billions of dollars a year that nothing nothing ever happens to them, you know. I mean, I remember uh, uh, before I went to work over at Internal Affairs, the FBI leased a whole suite of rooms in our office building to, to pick up the documents from Humana, who was under investigation for false billing. I mean, and it looked like the scene, the last scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark with the boxes of documents that they subpoenaed. And I don't, I think they paid like a, you know, they paid just a paltry little slap on the wrist penalty. And that was it. So turn all those IRS agents loose, you know, doing insurance and, and, and Medicare and Medicaid fraud. And, uh, let's just see what it really costs to be sick, you know? Wait. Well, you know, anyway. on the private side, private side sector as well. You know, income tax is a huge industry. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you have attorneys; that's all they do. And so, mm-hmm. in other words, you know, our, our our tax code is so complex. I mean, I, I my wife and I, with our business, you know, we use uh, we have a professional accountant and uh, who goes in and does our taxes every year because it's just too complex, and they have to and they keep up with changes in laws and all that. But you have huge industries that are built up around this. So it's one of those things, you know, change always comes, it's always difficult. It comes with, it comes, change yeah. comes with pain, you know. And, mm-hmm. but at the end, but like you said, I mean, but it's, it's, we have to be stopped being so inefficient as a country and a government because, you know, giving all this money away to all these other countries that, you know, are, are basically enemies of ours. And, yeah. uh, and then, and then not balancing budgets and overspending and, and, uh, pumping all this money into, uh, to the, uh, uh, into the economy that, that doesn't, that's not backed by anything. That all it is is paper. And, yeah. uh, you know, what I'm, what I'm kind of surprised about today, I, I'm not sure what the stock market is now, but last time I looked, it had come up around 500 points. And I'm not, I'm not sure what, what the, uh, what the, the investment people on Wall Street are seeing that's got them optimistic, and uh, but you know that's a house of cards, and it's and, and I'm predicting that you know by the by the time this the new Congress, new Senate, new President gets in the office, you're going to see a ten to twenty percent drop in the stock market. It has to. I mean, I just don't see how 
as, as the jobs start start leaving the United States again and, and people have less money because they're going to tax you more, I mean, I just there, there's no way this economy can hold itself up. And well, so, you know, it just, um, I, I was now old age, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> something nice about me, I'm sure. I was. It was like, what a great agent you were. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, thanks. I appreciate it. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, so this, uh, so so like, so we started this out. Okay, where do we go from here? And so we we've identified, you know, if you're if you pay attention to the world, we've identified, you know, what's wrong with America. And I said this last program, it's a crying shame when you have to go to Russian uh, RT News, which is the Russian news agency that's controlled by the uh, the Russian government. They get, they do a better job of putting out news that's really going on in the world than, than our own uh, uh, media is doing. And so you have all this, you have this cancellation of, like you said, freedom of speech is gone. Uh, they mm-hmm. want to take away your rights to protect you. They, there's the, the Fourth Amendment is you know, the one that you and I lived on, the search and seizure. Mm-hmm. That's going to that's mm-hmm. going to change. And so, so what do you, so what are our options as citizens? You know, and so that's why I want to kick out there, you guys. And, and of course, I'm just going to start it off with saying, you know, going back to Thomas Jefferson again. He said, and he predicted this was going to happen, and it happens about every 50 years. And uh, you know, and it's a it's a cycle where you know we talk about the Civil War, and then uh, then uh, when was it in the 1920s? Uh, the uh, the Great Depression started, and then you had you know the 1970s when Vietnam and and uh, and all that conflict was going on, and, and we're kind of in that cycle now to enter into a a a time of violence and and, and malcontent and. Uh, but I think it's going to be on a scale we haven't seen because I don't remember in my life seeing voter fraud that's just blatant and it shows such a desire for control of of a, of a people in a in a in an economy. You know. Oh, but so, Sandy, 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 LBJ, and ballot box thirteen in Alabama, well, Texas, nineteen forty eight Senate race. Huh? I, I, I should have, I should have said in my adult life. <laughs> okay, in your adult life. I mean, come on, you know, Texas. I think Texas, uh, you know, has a has a infamous history of, of voter fraud, where you know, 107 people voted in alphabetical order after the polls closed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you have. Well, I guess I didn't pay attention as much in history class as I should have as well, but I, I do. I am a. a a fan of history now, but yeah, yeah. okay. Well, the yeah, man has always been evil, but it seems like he just has a better opportunity to be evil now than he's ever. Been. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for control. So, but so anyway, so like going back to Thomas Jefferson, he said, you know, civil disobedience is is not only you know allowable in a situation like this, but he said it, it's your duty, and you're seeing yeah. that today with the uh, with the the save save the steel. Uh, rally going on in Washington D.C. and I don't know how many people are there. I was just looking at all ago, and I'm seeing it right now. And there's millions of people. It looks like, and then you know mm-hmm. they're angry, and so yeah. and that's not going away. And yeah. uh, people aren't going to forget this anytime soon. So you know, so where do we go from here? This is such a huge problem. I know we talked about uh, last program about secession, but you know, and I don't really want to see that. You know, but I just think that we're headed that direction. I don't see any way around it. You know, or just you know, at some point, you might just have to leave this country and go somewhere else to start again. 
like you know mm. people did when they came here. It all well, when they came here, yeah. Now, I'm like you. I'm really. I mean, I'm, I just turned sixty just uh, last month, and uh, so you know, I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the downhill side of, of of my time on this earth, and and uh, you never know after the age of fifty how long you're going to live. You know, there's no guarantees how in life how long you're going to be around. But I do feel bad for my kids who are you know I have a son that's thirty six and, and one about to turn thirty one, and and uh, and a grandson, and and uh, I just you know. What's their America going to be like? Because you talked about, you know, our America, where you got to play it on the street at night, and there was things were safe, and you know, and, and people invested money in America because it was a safe place to invest money. Because you know, there's laws and rules, and if they can, if 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 our government can do what it's doing now and get by with it, I mean, where is our? I mean, where is our safety? Where you know, with the loss of that of that security. You know, we're going to see the worst thing that happened to us is our economy crash. Which, and then on top of that, you're going to have more and more of this tyrannical type of government, and where we've seen the these, these governors come in and just do all this totally unconstitutional. Uh, uh, yeah, law enforcement uh, that, yeah. That, that they decided yeah. that they decided it was okay to do because you know it made them feel better and look like they're doing something. But but really, actually, the whole deal is the whole situation in my opinion is this is just a slow like dave's talked about slowly getting the people under more and more control of the government mm-hmm. and, and to the point that this new generation will accept it and so yeah. uh well so if we're, you know we, we, we go ahead all the commercials you see on tv now are oh what's for the greater good will you just stay home you know don't visit people you know, here's all the new games you can play on your computer. Let's dehumanize everybody. You know, let's right. And the, it, and and the, and the, and the commercial that just absolutely just sends me right up the pole is screaming this. The new one, Match, where the girl makes a match with the devil for her oh, life oh, partner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of a <laughs> message is that? And if it's supposed to be funny, guess what, Match.com? It ain't funny. It's right. scary. Well, you know, we talked about on, on one of our programs previous, we were talking about paranormal, uh, you know, truth, fact, or fiction. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, and I've, I've always said that, you know, science is a religion in itself, and it's the science of disproving religion. I mean, it's, it's the religion of disproving religion, organized religion, sorry. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, you know, but they, uh, as, uh, I mean, you and I have been around and, and, uh, and we know there are either evil is a real thing. I mean, there is, oh, yeah. there's, more out, there, there's more outside of what we know in this universe than any of us can comprehend. And evil and good are really what control the world. And when you start celebrating evil like that, I mean, that, that definitely mm-hmm. shows a, a, a loss in, in, uh, in character in our country. And I've, you know what? One of the things that that really uh, I think is going to is going to what we we're going to see with this new Congress and new Senate and all this silliness that's going on. You know, the Democrats don't support Israel anymore, and no. uh, and, and, and and this is going to be a chance for them to get in there and basically open up the uh, the gates for the uh, for uh, Iran, who just said yesterday that. That uh, you know that our number one goal in life still is to destroy Israel, and mm-hmm. they're going to try to cut off funding in in our uh, in our relationship with Israel 
And uh, hopefully that, that this will bring peace to the Middle East. If you know anything about Scripture, if you are a believer or Christian, and you know that that uh, there's a whole number of prophecies in several books of the Bible that talk about this. And uh, But if we turn our back on Israel, and uh, you know, I think that's going to be the end of it for this country, because there's really no reason for, for us to exist anymore if we're not a major player in the final times of this earth, you know. I am a Christian, mm-hmm. obviously. I'm, I'm non-denominational, but I can't really find anything else in, in, on earth that makes me more citizen Christianity in its pure form. Not in, not in the, not in, not the, in the corrupted, yeah, right. Yeah. The big churches, and uh, yeah. But you, and, as a matter of fact, the Book of Jeremiah. I'm studying that right now, and I haven't really been able to pin down the dispensational, in other words, the the political events at the time it was written. But a lot of these Bible scholars say the last several chapters of Jeremiah talks about the fall of the United States and the, the end of the uh, end of the known world as we know it. You know, and so uh, in the direction we're going. I mean, I used to think that well, that's going to be sometime after my life. But you know, it, we may very well see that in the next ten years. You know, if we don't, if we don't, you know, nut up or in, or shut up, you know, and, and get up and start doing something about this. And uh, getting up there and, and, you know, peacefully at first, let's demand that these lawmakers play by the law and that our politicians do the same thing. And uh, and then if, if that doesn't happen, then I say we're going to have to escalate up to the point you're either going to have to fight for America or let somebody else have it because, you know, they're, they're going to keep rolling over us every chance they get until they get us totally mm-hmm. submissive, until, until we'll accept a socialistic slash communist government. Yeah. And they don't work. I mean, you know, I mean, in, in personally, uh, uh, we had family members back, I don't know, a couple generations, probably in the early, late 1800s, early 1900s in California. Sorry, folks, but, you know, family grew up in California, um, who formed a socialist um, settlement. It was called COEA. And it was founded on the on the communist principles of, you know, each each to their ability, each each to their need. And the thing is, is everybody decided they needed more than uh, they wanted to work for, and they damn near all starved to death within nine months because everybody thought they were entitled to just sit around and not do anything, and you should do all the work. And guess what, folks? It don't work. And that's that's my argument about social medicine. Now, having been in countries where we have socialized medicine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it doesn't work well. And, and mm-hmm. I, I had this conversation with a doctor friend of mine the other day, and, and he said that, you know, he said, the biggest problem with social medicine is there's no profit. He said it costs a lot of money to become a doctor. It takes a lot of time, but mm-hmm. a lot of money. And he's a, he's a, a, a neurosurgeon, and uh, he said that, uh, you know, he said, I'm really making about the same amount of money with all the government restrictions that I made when I first got out of college about 30 years ago. And I didn't realize that. It was all the insurance he has to have. And he mm-hmm. said, uh, but, but he said, when you take away the incentive for these, you know, intelligent people who can become doctors, uh, you know, to make a decent living, and actually, you know, your average surgeon and doctor only makes about a quarter of a million a year. I mean, that sounds like a lot to a lot of people, but it's really not compared to, you know, what a lot of other people make, you know, in the higher end of our economy. And uh, but he said, you know, you're going to lose talent. And he said, and, and when you lose you know, the talent that is coming to the med schools, and and he said, you start, you're going to have a much lower standard of, of medical care. And it did only stand yeah. to reason. 
you know. But, and so, yeah, you know, that's the, 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 old, uh, the old joke about, you know, do you want to have your appendix taken out by the doctor that cheated on that test? <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, with I, that, with that I, thought, let's uh, let's take another break, and I'll remind everybody that we have we do a show on exactly what you're talking about, Sandy, and it's called the Doctor's Lounge, and um, all the they point that we have two doctors that uh, alternate uh, Thursday mornings at eight o'clock in the morning, and they talk about what they're talking about in doctors' lounges and how. Your primary care physician, we should go back to just the basic uh, capitalistic you pay for the services that you need and you don't you don't go through all of this uh, insurance and thinking that somebody else should pay the tab. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. And like I said earlier, on January the 15th, we'll have Lee Greenwood and Rocky Blyer on at 10 o'clock on the 15th of January, and they'll be talking about what they're going to be doing. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Now we're back with the Agent Charge Hour. Joining us about the last 14 minutes here. So uh, we've been discussing today, uh, Maggie, Dave, and I, uh, uh, more or less, not the situation of the world we're in, but more or less the situation of America right now with with all these allegations of voter fraud, and, and now it looks like we're going to have a one-party system here, very much like the Chinese and Russian governments. And, and the Mexico. Uh, yeah, and the people that we lectured for years so they should be like us, we've become them, you know. And so I guess in a way that makes them one leg up on us, they're winning. And uh, so, but anyway, so what we were talking about before we went to the break, we were talking about, you know, uh, the the main focus here is what do we do now? And there's, you know, we talked about, you know, and we are always talking about on this program about having plans when things go wrong. If you have a plan, even if it doesn't work out the way that 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 you that your plan was planning to mm-hmm. to work. I mean, at least you you're a step ahead and that you thought about it. And we talked about, you know, uh, in this pro we talked about secession of states if things can't work out and because we're so divided as a country. We just that we don't really promote it. I'm looking more at it. I, I can see more of a plausibility to it. If, if, if when you see a, a huge economic downturn in this country, that, that that's destined to happen. 
and uh, we're uh, well, we're talking about social medicine right now, and uh, and I, like Dave said, there I know you guys there is a program here on on, uh, on uh, this uh, uh, on American Web Radio that they the doc the doctors lounge where they cover these uh, these these topics you know in a lot more detail than we can. We're not doctors, obviously, but I'll just say this and throw it out there. You know, I, insurance is expensive. Health insurance is way too high, and, and, and I, it, it would be, you look at what we spend on insurance, now, it depends on, on your condition and what you need to have done, surgically or, or treatment-wise or whatever, And uh, but, uh, you know, insurance was a good idea at first. It's like everything now that's gotten huge, insurance companies control probably over half the money in the United States right now or more, And uh, but, uh, but, you know, but looking at it, Social medicine versus what we system we have now, and we already have social medicine. People don't believe this. You know, Medicaid, Medicare are social medicine. If you, you know, if you can't afford to buy uh, health insurance, those are available options too. And then there's there's also options through uh, the Affordable Care Act that I'm not crazy about, but it does provide you with the uh, opportunity to have insurance. But the bottom line is this, okay? You know, you talk, you talked about using we're discussing earlier, Maggie. Is uh, you know the the unfairness of a system that punishes someone, okay, mm-hmm. for being successful and for trying hard, and it's the same mm-hmm. way with medicine. I mean, I, my insurance, like I said, but we, you and I, both have have insurance through uh, our, uh, our our retirement system, so we have right. insurance, but, but we yeah. paid into it for years. And, but my uh, God, we, we have. I pay damn near six hundred dollars a month for Gary right, and me. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. that's not counting. That's not counting the Part B that you know we pay for Medicare. Um, but you know, you got to have it. But the thing is, is back in the good old days, um, you went to the doctor, you paid the bill, they gave you the receipt, and you submitted it to your insurance company. Okay, right then our lovely, lovely, we must take care of everybody, uh, Democrats decided that, no, the doctor's offices needed to submit the insurance. So what did they have to do? They had to hire somebody to handle the paperwork. They had to handle somebody that knew all of the various insurance companies and what they would cover and what they wouldn't cover. So consequently, with those two new salaries that aren't doing anything for your health, the bill went up. We used to pay $25 a a visit to to our family doctor. He's been our family doctor for 40 years. Now it's $259 for a visit, and you get 15 minutes. He used to spend an hour if that's what it took, okay? And that's the hazard with socialized medicine. My stepmother was Australian, and she moved here about... um, Oh, I want to say eight years ago, no longer going that because I've been retired eight years. She's been, anyway. She, <laughs> retired she was, I know, I can't believe it. Um, anyway, she was telling me stories about, you know, okay, Australia has socialized medicine. They also have a means test, which is if you make so much money, you pay on a sliding scale for your uh, medical care and your prescriptions and that type of thing, which is fair. I have no problem with that. But she went to the doctor, and she was complaining about uh, something. No, it was for a blood pressure check. 
And she said to the guy, she says, oh, she says, oh, by the way, uh, could you check such and such because I've been having trouble? And he says, no, your 15 minutes are up. You'll have to make another appointment. Wow. That's socialized medicine. You know, yeah, you go yeah. in. Yeah, you go in. Uh, okay, well, let's see. I've got a sore throat and my back hurts. Well, which one is worse? And we'll discuss that one today. And then wow. you make another appointment and come back in and we'll do the other one. I mean, you know, yeah, it sounds good on paper, folks, but if you want to wait for, you know, 18 months to get your gallbladder out, like my friend in in, in, in uh, New Zealand almost had to do until she was so deathly ill, she was in the emergency, She they, they took her to the emergency room by helicopter, that's how sick she was, and they um, she sat there and it stayed in the hospital in ICU until they had a, a vacancy on the surgical schedule that they could slide her in. That's socialized right. medicine, guys. It ain't that great. And on top of that, I mean, like we talked about, I mean, the quality of care mm-hmm. we get is nothing compared to what we have in this country now. I mean, you know, hospitals in this, in this country are amazing places. They really are. And I know it takes lots of money to run those things. and But they're amazing, you know, what they can do nowadays surgically compared. Just think about it 50 years ago, 50 years ago what they did as, as compared to today. I mean, there's just no comparison. But that's because profit drove us to, to invent the better uh Housetrap or say, or better care equipment, better training, and through uh, research, you know, and, and you're just that's why you don't see that coming out of you know other countries. There, there's a few countries like you know in, in Europe and stuff where they're you know they're pretty affluent and they you know they uh, pay their doctors well. But the thing is, I mean, with this with over what's our population here in the United States now over 300 million. I mean, that's a lot of daggum people. Like you said, I mean, you're going to wait for a year and a half to get a hip replaced, and then yeah. you're probably going to get a cheap one that doesn't work, and the doctor just got to, it, it may work, it may not. You know, yeah. so, but, you know well, the way the system is now, I mean, there's a lot of, 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 uh, of uh, safeties there that's going to provide you with you not just the good, but the best medicine in the world. Go ahead. Well, and part of the problem is now, you know, hospitals used to be not-for-profit. And you had, like, right. you know, one nurse for every four patients. Now, because they're just about all profit-making uh, and they're owned by venture capitalists, you get, like, a nurse for eight patients. That's not good medical care. You know, you've right. got nurses, right. you've got nurses uh, doing clerical work that they used to have board clerks that, took care of all the paperwork, and they don't have additional nurses to take care of, you know, while that nurse is, is uh, filling out your discharge papers and three other sick people come onto the floor, you know, it just, it's ridiculous. I mean, the hospital shouldn't be making a profit. They should break even, yeah, but they're not money-making propositions. They're in the health care business, you know. I mean, that should be their priority, not returning 8% profit. Uh, you know, to the to the to the shareholders, that's ridiculous. Right, right. So, yeah. So, so like I say, and the, the thing is, and, and what I don't like, and I know that you two guys don't like, is having this whole thing shoved in our throat, whether we like it or not. Yeah. And so, and and, and the whole deal about this uh, this left, uh, you know, the, the left wing part of the Democrat Party. Would, they're controlling the whole party. You can talk about it, but you know, 
like I say, they're 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 determined to make this happen, and so mm-hmm. they're counting on on us being pacifists and letting this happen. And so that's what I'm telling everybody: you're going to have to, especially people that were in, in our profession and military folks, people who know how to stand up and and to mm-hmm. get protected this country for years. Time to make a decision. You're going to have to decide which uh, where you stand on this and, and who you're going to be with because it's splitting right down the middle. And uh, yeah, it's, and, and, and like Dave and I talked, I mean. And I, I can do an entire program on the, on the dark web, and you know what the dark web is, and and, uh, and I mm-hmm. still have access to it, and uh, it, it's, a, it's it is a really neat uh, system that we it was set up to keep censorship out of and and uh, out of uh, politics, and to be able to communicate with uh, in, with the word immunity, you know, where they would know who you were, and uh, but uh, but. When you go on, you look at their. I'm not going to give you the, the talk sites where they, you guys talk. I just I monitor them, and if you know that, can, we can do a program on that later. But you know, the talk of violence is picking up. I mean, Dave and I've talked about this several times, and, and it's just a matter of time that you're going to start seeing, uh, you know, some some third world type activities going on in good old United States of America. Yeah, and that's a shame. That's a shame. Don't, but, I don't you know, want that. Yeah. No. But when you back people into a corner and you don't give them an out, that's what happens. Um, right, right. And so, uh, but so anyway, so did I miss anything? I mean, so, you know, and this kind of, I know we're getting down to the end here. And, uh, interesting enough, you know, I think in future uh, shows, we're gonna, I, have a, I have a new friend. He's a mechanic and a very intelligent guy. Andy, shout out to you. And he and I are talking about getting we getting him on sometime in the future, and he this guy can fix and build anything, and uh, and very politically involved, and and also a, a, a student of the Bible and scriptures, and and but we're I've kind of planned to see in his mind is you know talk about looking at what happened to Cuba, okay, what what we got to, what's the best way to make the things you have last, and how can you survive in a uh, a time without electricity and water conveniences. That's something to think about. If you have any questions or comments on that, let us know. With me. And like I say, we'll try to get some uh, some uh, advanced information on that. Well, I just remember a friend of mine <laughs> back with that whole Y2000 fiasco about, you know, everything was going to do this. You know, the whole world was going to self-destruct because the computers wouldn't know it's a new century and and a friend of mine you know like how are you stockpiling this and a friend of mine says nope he says i got a shotgun if you've got it and i want it i'm taking it (laughs) 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 and i kind of go along with that i kind of like that philosophy (laughs) there you go this is survival of the fittest for sure amen bro okay Okay, on that thought we're gonna have to uh sort of wrap it up pretty quickly Okay, and I think right. I'm afraid Sandy and I are going to be on somebody's FBI watch list here pretty quick. But anyway. <laughs> Don't worry, they, they, they can investigate their way out of a paper bag. So wet one off that. So. <laughs> Famous but ineffective. All right. Well, there we go. Sandy, thank you. Maggie, thank you. and uh, Thank look, you, Dave. We look forward to next week as always, if the, if the government lets us. That's right. We're not all in jail with gags on our mouths. <laughs> all righty. Right. Talk to you all You later. guys take care. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Bye-bye, Sandy. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.